take control of your career compensation right now. It's your five minute career path. I can tell you a little bit about me. Uh, my name is Melissa Robinson Brown, but I go by Dr. Mel. I'm a licensed clinical psychologist um, in New York and New Jersey, and I can practice telehealth in 40 different states. Um, I have a private practice in New York City. Well, it's based in New York City. We're all virtual right now, but we help women who want to feel like badasses, both personally and professionally. And I also do some coaching um, for women who are feeling stuck and underwhelmed where they are right now with life. Help them let go of these societal templates that really keep us stuck, unleash their inner badass, and uh, forge their and confidently forge their own path. So I am, <laughs> I see you, Charlene. So I am super excited um, to join and talk a little bit about goals um, and really sort of turn our thought process upside down in terms of how we think about these things that we set called goals, for sure. Awesome. And, I, and she's truly that person. She's a disruptor. That's probably the <laughs> word. When I think about you, you are a disruptor. And I mm, absolutely I like love it. You challenge pretty much status quo, and I think that's phenomenal. And I'm so excited you were able to squeeze us into your schedule tonight because I know the audience is going to be blessed. Whether you're watching us live right now or you're watching it on the playback, you're going to be blessed by what she has to share right now. So let's get into what you came here for, resolutions that work. So I'm going to start with a couple stats around resolutions in general, very specific to resolutions, and then we'll talk a little bit about goals and then as well behaviors. So this is a stat from Forbes. 11% of people stated their resolutions lasted at least six months, right? At least six months, not the full year even, or for the rest of their life, 11%. So we can all agree that that's not the norm, right? We can all agree that that's not the norm. And that's a challenge, right? That's a challenge that we have to overcome. So is it the resolution or is it something that we're doing, which is what we'll discuss a little bit more tonight. Another stat, some individuals cite that 80% of New Year's resolutions fail by February, by February, just gone, out the window. And then there's also National Quitters Day, right? If you haven't heard of it, it's normally the second Friday or the around the 13th, between the 13th and 17th every year, where it's anticipated that pretty much everybody's going to bail on their New Year's resolutions. That's ultimately what ends up happening. So those are the stats around it. And we're going to get a little bit into why you might even want that resolution or that goal. But I've got to, again, share a little bit of, of a personal story. And I believe I even shared it in the interview with Dr. Mel back in August. I talked about how I had this healthy lifestyle fitness journey that I wanted to go on in my 30s. I'm 46, about to be 46. And I hit this wall with my physical fitness. Being an athlete, I was able to cut weight, do what I wanted to do, eat what I wanted to eat. And if I needed to lose five to 10 pounds, I could just get it off like that. But something happened in my mid thirties where it came to a screeching halt and the pounds just started to add up. The pounds just started to add up. And I couldn't, nothing I would do, changing my diet, exercise, nothing was working, nothing, right? But I had these goals I had these things that I wanted to do because I wanted to get back into the clothes that I owned and I wanted to look like I was used to looking, but it wasn't working. And you could just about imagine being a former athlete and, you know, being told no is not something as an athlete that you're going to ever be accustomed to. And that was a no moment for me. And I was devastated. I, I was talking to my doctors and they were saying this is kind of sometimes what happens and but no solutions. There were no solutions. So then I had to step back and say, okay, what's important to me? And that's what I want you to think about right now. What's important to me? Why do I want to do it? Is it just about my clothes? Is it just about, you know, looking the way I'm used to looking? Or based upon what these doctors are telling me, I've hit this point in my life that things are starting to change. Do I need to be more aware of my health? That was the first time I really had that moment. For those of you that are, you know, on the other side of 30, where you starting to age and things just ain't moving the same, you, you wake up with these random pains, I was starting to mature. And so I had to say, okay, man, I got to now actually be thinking about my health. So what is my actual goal now? And that's when the shift happened for me. 
it wasn't about just cutting the weight or getting into these specific clothes. It turned into, I want to live a healthy lifestyle. And having a father who had an aneurysm, high blood pressure runs on his side of the family, just different things in my medical history, I said, okay. Now, he didn't go through all of that. My mom didn't go through everything they went through to help me get educated and do all the things that I've done for me to then just be sloppy and play around with my vessel. So I had to make a decision about my lifestyle for the rest of my life, not just this moment, not just this season that I'm in, but my lifestyle for the rest of my life. That was my goal. And so it changed and I had a complete mindset shift. It wasn't a fad or like, let me just do this real quick. No, I was, this is something that I want to change for my life. And I'll continue to share as we go through this, how that became my lifestyle with the different tips that we're going to give you today. But I think you have to really get grounded and really get centered on what your actual goal is, what you really want to accomplish. And I'd love Dr. Mel to just chime in there and share anything that you might have from a thought standpoint on that. Yeah. So I love, um, the way you're thinking about what we want to do, um, in the new year. And I think, and we're going to dive into this more, but you really want to be clear about what you're wanting for yourself and sort of think about sustainable change versus goal. I was just having a discussion with somebody about this and they were talking about, um, they create, they had a goal to be consistent with exercise and they're just trying to make it till April. If they can be consistent till April and they'll set a new goal and they'll make it till June. And so I challenged my friend to be like, let's think about this a little bit differently because the, the consistent exercise is kind of the vehicle to you doing other things, right? So maybe the goal can be that you want to run a 5k, right? That you want to get under a certain mile. But if you kind of make, if you want to make a lifestyle change, right? So let's just say you want to be more consistent with exercise. I really think you have to think about it differently. You have to shift your mindset. So we're not sort of setting these, I'll be consistent till April, because then what happens after April? We tend to fall off. We tend to not think that we're going to be able to go beyond that. Right. So we really got to be careful with how we're almost structuring our goals um, and maybe shift how we actually think about what these things are in our life, what we're actually trying to do. That is such a good point. And I'm a proponent. Um, and I think I shared this with you before. I don't even know if I set goals anymore. Yeah. And we're going to get into that. I'm, that might shock you. But especially, you know, athlete, we always had uh, like we got to hit a certain percentage on the court or make so many shots or whatever. We all it was always goal, 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 smart goals in the corporate world. Right. There's goal, goal, goal. Right. But I don't know if I believe in goals anymore. And we're going to talk about that. We're going to talk about that. And and to your point, you mentioned. So what happens if you don't achieve the goal? What happens in April if that person doesn't hit the goal? What does that look like for you? Mm -hmm. Are you prepared for that? Because if it's a goal and you don't reach it in our minds, in in society, you failed. Right. And what is, what is that saying to your psyche now that you set this goal and you fail, which is often, oftentimes in my opinion, why resolutions don't work because it Mm -hmm. isn't about the lifestyle and behavior change to, to sustain it long-term. It's just about this quick hit. And so what happens if you don't achieve it? And I think this this question, more important than even probably why this goal, will help you understand why you even wanted the goal. This almost answers it. Because what happens if you don't achieve it? You just scrap it and it wasn't that important? Or do you get back on the horse and try again? Or do you adjust, tweak? Or do you have milestones? Or do you approach it different? Do you seek help? What are those things that you would do? And these are questions, if you have a goal in mind for New Year's, whether that's a weight loss goal, whether that's a fitness goal, whether that's a career change, I want to make more money, whatever those things are. I want to work on my marriage. I want to I want to spend more time with my kids. There's a multitude of things that you could be thinking about that you want to improve upon, which are all great reflection points. But understanding why and what happens if and when you don't achieve it, was it worth it? 
And that's going to determine what goals you should actually put on that list. Right. And so I'm going to cover what I can, I'm calling it behavior goals framework, right? But it's really a behavior framework, but I have to put the goals on there. Cause I'm not sure the world is ready to say you shouldn't have goals yet. I'm not sure if I want to say it just yet until I get like that hard concrete statistical data to support it, that science behind it as well. So I'm going to call it behavior goals framework. And it's really five steps. It's the behavior that you need to change. How are you going to track it? What does accountability look like for you? And we'll get into that a little bit. I know Dr. Mill has some thoughts on that. <laughs> How are you going to review right? How you're performing. And then what's the reward? Because most behavior changes are not successful. Most goals are not successful because there's no incentive. It's not fun. And frankly, we don't like to do things that are not fun, <laughs> right? You can have, I, I know a ton, tons of people talk about, and there's been books written about how you should plan out your to-do list for the day, right? Do the hard things first. Oh no, do the easy thing first. So you can get some quick wins. It's all over the place. And it's ultimately, it comes down to the fact that we just don't like doing things that we don't like doing <laughs> at the end of the day, in my opinion. So your thoughts on this framework or, or one that you want, one point that you want to dive into Dr. Mel? So I, um, I have, there's so many points I could dive into here. Um, <laughs> but I think definitely tracking um, is super important. I also think that um, the accountability piece is important. So the tracking, it is really hard to know how you're doing if you're not tracking anything, mm. right? Like you, and, and then we just get hyper-focused on the goal and we forget that we've done all this work, right? So like, yeah. for example, in business, if you're like, yeah, I'm, I'm about to build my six-figure business and you're not tracking anything. You're just like, I just wanna look at my bank account and see <laughs> six figures worth of revenue in here. So what but what you're missing along the way if you're not tracking, you don't know how close you are. You right. Like if you're never looking at your numbers, you have no idea how close you are. You have no idea what you need to tweak, right? On your way to this goal. You have no idea when you hit a milestone, right? Like if you're trying to get to six figures and you get to 25,000, that's a milestone. Celebrate that along the way, right? But if we're not tracking, we can't do any of that. So the only thing we get hyper-focused on is this $100,000 goal. So when you don't hit it, it's like, it feels so horrible because you haven't paid attention to any of the work you've done to get there. So right. tracking is important because it allows us to see what we're doing. It allows us to tweak. It allows us to analyze and do it again. It allows us to do so many different things that if we don't track, we miss that part of the journey. Right. And then I think the accountability part of the framework is also really important because as much as we want to pretend that we can do this by ourselves, we can't. And I think it's even harder when you get older, because mm. as you get old, when you're, when you're, when you are in school, right, we have a really clear idea of our milestones, right? You got to go to school. You got to finish first grade, second grade, eighth grade, high school. If you decide to go to college, whatever it is, and it's really clear what you're supposed to be doing. And it's really like school that's holding you accountable. Because if you don't show up, somebody's going to be at your mama's doorstep talking about these, you know, <laughs> child protective services, right. right? So there's accountability. But when we get out into the real world, I mean, you get in trouble if you don't show up at work. But if you're hiding, so nobody knows you're trying to be on this behavior change around getting up every morning and going to the gym. Mm -hmm. Do you know how easy it is to be like, I just won't go? Versus if your girlfriend is in your text messages talking about, didn't you say he was going to the gym today? What you doing? <laughs> right? So accountability is so key if you're really trying to hit. If you're really, if you're serious about changing behavior, you need, everybody needs it. And you're not above it. And it doesn't make you weak if you can't, if you are struggling, right? And you need to ask for help or you need to ask for accountability, buddy, right? That doesn't make you weak. That makes you smart. That part that makes you smart. And it was, it's been the secret to my success. That, that accountability piece has been the secret to my success. And to your point, we do things in community. We weren't put on this earth to be alone. 
And for mm-hmm. me, every every great thing that I've done, I've done in community. I've been a part of a team, whether that's within my family as I was growing up, whether that was a part of, you know, the teams that I played on for sports, whether that was group projects in class. I thrive in a team, as most of us do. So the first thing I did when I said I wanted to do this healthy lifestyle thing, I, t- I went to the gym, right? And I said, okay, I'm going to go to some classes, and, you know, eventually I'll meet some people and we'll connect. And ultimately, I'll hopefully find a community. And God would have it that I ended up meet, bumping into in a cycle class within a month. Not e- I wasn't even in the gym a month. I bumped into someone that actually used to work for me. Right. So caveat, be careful how you treat people. Right. <laughs> you never know. Right. Someone that worked for me and we had a great relationship in the workplace she was a superstar performer. And I said, hey, Rich, she actually spotted me. She's like, hey, Jamila, is that you? I was like, yeah, hey, how's it going? We catch up. And that was November 2018. November 2018. And we have been workout buddies since that day. She's my accountability. I'm her accountability. We're in the gym four to five days a week. We've run 10Ks together. We've run 5Ks together. We've weightlifted. We've cycled, stair, you name it. And when she doesn't feel like it, and we've got this deal between us, we ask those three or four more questions, right, to get to that point to understand, like, like, are you just, like, being lazy or you really need to take a break today? We push one another in that way, and that's my accountability. I don't have to think about working out. I don't have to think about what I'm going to be doing because I know I'm going to get a text when she gets off work. Hey, what time are we headed to the gym? It's automatic. I don't even have to put it on my calendar. And everybody that's in my immediate circle, in business, work, even, even my team that I coach, they know I'm in the gym before I go to practice Ooh. because of that accountability. I would love to say, man, I just get up and go to the gym and I'm, I'm dedicated and I'm all of these things. No, I've got an accountability partner and we've been at this thing almost six years now. And it's helped me stay on track with all of my healthy lifestyle things that I want to be focused on, not just the gym, but everything else. Because once you're around people that are doing the same things that you're doing, there's a synergy. So then we're talking about what we're eating. We're talking about the blucer that we bought, right? We all got a Breville blucer that we juice now with. So it becomes a synergy that then helps you stay committed to what you want to change from a behavior standpoint. So I just wanted to share that tidbit. And I love the fact that you said there's nothing wrong with you. It makes you smart to get an accountability partner. And it may not be a workout, buddy. It could just be, to your point, a group text message. We have so much technology mm-hmm. at our disposal that we can leverage and use. Let's just use it. And don't think you have to do any of the things that you have on your list that you want to accomplish. You don't have to do any of those alone. Did you? I felt like you wanted to say something there, Dr. Mel. <laughs> Jamila and I have like done a... a um... This is our second time doing a thing together. But when you told me the other day that you could tell when I have something I want to say, I was like, man, that was, wow, that was very perceptive. You picked that up so quick. (laughs) No, I was just going to, I was just going to add that like not, so you have also done this um, beautiful thing where you have made, you have literally made a lifestyle change, right? And I think that's what people aren't always willing to wait for, Mm. right? Is the idea that, you know, you're like, I'm six years in and everybody knows, my team knows, my accountability, par- everybody knows that I'm going to the gym before practice. And yes, your accountability partner is there and has helped you get to that place. But you have literally made a behavior change and a lifestyle change that now, and you've made it known mm. to your circle, right? That is a That is on a different side of like changing the way you show up is when people are like, yep, I know where Jamila's, and it's 5.30, I know where she's at. Right. Right. She's in the gym. Right. Or did you get and people start to say, yeah, well, we know like Jamila is definitely going to be the one to work out. So if you need a partner or you need a buddy, go talk to her, because when you really take the time and it takes time, y'all, it literally like these people, one of the I saw this really powerful thing the other day, a person I follow on Instagram and somebody asked her about 
um, how long it took her to get her body in the shape that it was in. And that's not a question that fitness influencers often answer, mm-hmm. right? But she said seven years. And that was so helpful because we are a quick fix society and we think we're going to make behavior change in a month, mm. in two weeks. In the six weeks that the exercise people told you you could get your weight loss, you think that's going to be the change you need for sustainability. It's not. Right. Right. When you're four, five, six, ten years into a into a change, then you've changed your life. Two months, ain't it? It's not. (laughs) (laughs) Say it again for the people in the front. (laughs) Two months is not it. It's not it. That is such a good point. We, that microwave society, and I get it. There's things that I want right now too. Let's be clear. Everybody does. So it's not like you're going to stop desiring those things. But once you have a testimony about one thing that you've committed to, and we all have one, we just have to reflect. You've committed to something in your life for a sustained period of time, and it's a part of your life now. Sometimes good, mm-hmm. sometimes bad. Mm-hmm. But you have committed. And you have evidence, you have evidence that in fact, if you stick with it, it will be your reality. There's evidence. So if you know that, we just have to apply that to what we're looking to do now. And and we want that those things that we want right now. And I think that's such a good point. Two months, ain't it? (laughs) (laughs) So a couple of tips with that behavioral framework. And this is straight from James Clear, one of my favorite authors. I reread Atomic Habits every year in the fourth quarter. So I just finished it. I think it was last week because it's such a good reminder. And every time I reread it, and that's been going on for a few years now, I, I revisit something that I may have gotten off track with. Right. And so that's this is straight from his book, The Four Laws of Behavior Change. You have to make it obvious. And I'll go through these quickly. You have to make it attractive. We talked about how we don't like doing the things that we don't like doing. You have to make it easy. You have to make it frictionless, right? And you have to make it satisfying, right? One of my mentors, Jay Shetty, says all the time, you've always got to be loving something, learning something, and launching something. So while you might be launching this next goal, or, or maybe you're learning right now about what you're trying to do to accomplish this next goal or behavior change, then you've got to actually go launch it. But at a certain point, there's also got to be something that you're loving about it in the process. Mm-hmm. That way you, you're filling all your emotional needs along with your physical needs at the same time. And so make it obvious, make it attractive, make it easy and make it satisfying. Because if it doesn't have those elements, in my opinion, and I know Dr. Mel will share, it's going to be tough. And there's no need for it to be tough. Mm-mm. What's your thoughts on that, you. Dr. Mel? Yeah, I agree with you. Um, I think loving it is really so valuable. And that has to do, I mean, I'm going to try not to get on my soapbox, right? Please get but on I the soapbox. <laughs> get on top of it. I, you know, I think sometimes we set goals and intentions because society told us that we need to do it. Mm. Right. And that's when it becomes unenjoyable. So I keep, I'm going to keep returning to the the fitness, health and nutrition, right? Because we're both big. I'm a fitness and health person in general. Um, But we say, oh, you know, it's, it's January one and I've been trying to lose these 20 pounds because somebody told me I needed to like, but why? Right. And so then we, we, we do this crazy program that says we got to drink juice and only juice for 30 days. You sit in there and you really want that burger, but juice, juice for 30 days. And it's so painful and it's so unenjoyable that then when the 30 days is up, we just want nothing to do with it. Right. And it's interesting because our body will also respond to that trash, right? Mm. Like it'll be like, okay, you've only given me juice for 30 days, but then the rebound is just not mm. even worth it sometimes, right? So I, we have to like it. If you want to get healthier, get healthy in a way that's fun, right? I, you know, don't go work out in the gym every day if you hate the gym. 
Right. Please go take ballroom dancing classes or learn how to do aerial flips or take a pole dancing class or walk outside. I don't know. But like, if you want to get healthier, do the things that are sustainable for you. If you want to build a business, it doesn't have to be a million dollar, seven figure business, eight figure, whatever. That part. It can just be your little side hustle that you do and you have fun with. Right. But because somebody told you you need to be an eight figure business owner, you out mm -hmm. here killing yourself and not enjoying anything about that goal, like the, the pathway to that goal. So we got to be careful of the messaging that has been programmed into us and we don't even know that it's been programmed. We got to check in and be like, I'm not really liking this. Is this really what I want to do? That Is this really how, how I want to go about this? That ability, and, and I'll give you permission as a psychologist, I'll Come give you permission on. to talk to yourself in the mirror. Nobody's gonna send you to the, to the hospital. You can talk to yourself and somebody asked, say, Dr. Mel said I could talk to myself in the mirror. So talk to yourself in the mirror, a little Issa Rae style, and, and check in. I don't know if I really like this. Be honest with yourself. Right, that's such a good point. And I think, and I know you would agree with this, that spills over into your relationships as well. Mm. Like, let's be clear. Like, when as you were saying, I was just like, I, I remember having a conversation with someone a couple months ago about the space that I needed to carve out for myself. And this particular thing that we were doing, I said, this is about me. <laughs> Period. That's, That's it. it. That's <laughs> it. I, I, say, I didn't say another word behind it. I felt like you were cheering me on. <laughs> yep. That's it. This is about me and that's okay. But look in the mirror and ask yourself, honestly, are you showing up in your relationships for yourself? Are you showing up for mm -hmm. you? And are mm -hmm. you enjoying this? And if you're not, or if you need a break, you need a pause or you need to quit it, <laughs> then that's okay too. But to, to actually go through the, the, and I don't have all the right words, you can probably help me with that, but to go through the burnout or the mental health issues or those struggles, mm. doing something you know you don't want to do doesn't <laughs> seem worth it. It's not. It doesn't seem worth it. Um, it's not. But that's that was the perfect language. It's not worth okay, it. Okay, thank you. It's not worth it. <laughs> it's just not worth it. And I know it, it seems simple being said, but I've been in that place and I've done things that I didn't want to do only to be burnt out, only to be stressed out, only to have you know, feel like I was going into a slight depression because I'm mm. out here living for other people and not myself. Mm -hmm. And those same people mm -hmm. that I love and care about, they needed me to love myself and needed me to show up for me. Mm -hmm. That me be loving myself is better for them. It turns out. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so right. I had to bring that up there because I felt like that was a good point. Say that again, Dr. Right. I was just going to say that's powerful. Loving myself is good for me, right? Like, I'm sorry, loving myself is good for you yeah. and my, the people in my life. Because when you love yourself, think about how you show up. Yeah. I love my, if, I, if I'm loving on myself, oh, I'm going to come give you some of this love, <laughs> right? They talk yeah. about, I don't know if you've seen these analogies, right? But this idea that, we people are always trying to fill their cup and they actually say pour when your cup is flowing over and what other people are going to get is the overflow yeah. right we talk about let's fill our cup so we can you know give to others no your cup needs to be overflowing mm. and then you get to benefit from the overflow you're not actually going to take from my resources you're going to take from my extra right that's good and it's so it was such a it's such a powerful way to think about this, right? Like I just need to take care of me because then I will be overflowing and I've got I got energy for days and I'm happy to bring that to you and share that with you. But I got to get there first with me before I come try to give it to you. Yeah, because what can you do for that person when you're pouring out pouring out yourself, right? Cuz they yes. can't help you. <laughs> they can't help you. Right. They're not in that position. So I think that's such a good point. And I hope, man, I hope y'all caught that. If you need to rewind, yeah. if you're watching this on a replay, <laughs> that little piece right there was worth its weight in gold. Pour from your overflow. And next up yeah. is the self-talk part. These are the things, in my opinion, that can derail your behavior change. That talking mm -hmm. your mirror thing is crucial. I, 
I was going through a divorce uh, probably about nine, I think it's been nine years. I can't remember the exact amount of years. And one of my good friends that showed up, just like a sister to me, she is my sister, showed mm. up and was like, hey, your space, meaning my home, we need to make it home, right? Mm. And it was such good advice. It was such good. And she literally dragged me around to make it home. And one of the things that I did in that moment, I bought a ton of mirrors. So I've got mirrors everywhere. And mm. to your point, I, I pass a mirror and I have a rule. I've got to say something positive, whatever mm. that thing might be. So yeah, that permission to talk to yourself, it does wonders. That mm -hmm. loving on yourself, you know, giving yourself that, you know, tight, tight hug. I heard Dr. Anita Phillips talk about that about a month ago and what it does to your, I think it's your sympathetic nervous system. Is that, am I saying yeah. that right? Yeah. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have mm -hmm. anyone that you trust that can give you that hug, man, just hug on yourself a little bit, touch your heart and mm -hmm. hug on yourself a little bit and see how you feel after. And at the same time, looking yourself dead in the eye, I love mm -hmm. you. You're beautiful. You're amazing. You're a rock star. Like mm -hmm. I'm getting hyped just talking to myself. Yes. Right. Now, right? Yes. So what does your self-talk look like? Because if it's not that, you're not going to be in a space to be able to make the behavior change. It's going to be tough. And it yeah. will. So it might be uncomfortable at first because I've shared this with mm -hmm. a few friends and I'm sure you've counseled tons of people on it. It might be uncomfortable <laughs> at first. Right. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I, I, I love you, Jamila. You're man, you are the best. And we have been through some stuff, but man, look at us now. Like, yeah. What does that conversation with yourself look like? And I'm sure you can provide some other language for people to use. Cause I got like, I got stuff and I'd be out there with mine, but I'd love for you to share some stuff that you shared with people or even yeah. yourself. Yeah. I mean, I love that. I love when you say, I love you, Jamila. Right. And, and we need to do that with ourselves more. And I think so many people actually don't love themselves or they, they struggle with that. Right. When I can't tell you how many times I have said to somebody, how do you feel about you? Right. And the response is, well, I've just never really thought about it. Right. So you're not even thinking about yourself. You're not even you're not even taking yourself into account. You're not even checking in with yourself to say, how are you how are you doing this week today in this moment? Yeah. Right. And if you're not doing great, if you're not feeling great, what do you need to say to yourself? What do you need to do for yourself? There's so many ways that you can sort of take care of you. Right. I think. Um, if we think about self-care, we sometimes think self-care is just sort of like the bubble baths, the massages, but self-care is also your self-talk. Self-care is also your ability to take care of and check in with yourself, right? And we've got to be careful of these subtle mm -hmm. ways that we talk to ourselves that don't feel like explicitly negative, but our jabs right? Little jabs. Oh, you know, you can't wear jeans like that. Don't even try. Ooh. Right. Right. Or, you know, your mom said, you know, be careful about, you know, how much you talk in the meeting. So, you know, you know, you don't want to be too loud because you want these people to, you know, accept you, to embrace mm -hmm. you. That is just as um, hurtful as calling yourself names or saying you don't deserve something. Those subtle jabs that you think are protective ways or ways of you sort of being more pleasing to others, that's also negative self-talk. It's just veiled in what we would call, what we think is like a protective way of speaking. Um, but it's dangerous because those little jabs are painful. They're leaving little scars, little, little bruises, Right. all over your body and eventually it's going to hurt right you got you just gotta yeah you just gotta be nice and if you're struggling with that because look a lot of us have been through trauma a lot of us have um had really difficult childhoods a lot of us have grown up with parents who didn't speak nicely to us and that's how we learn 
how to speak to ourselves. So if you need help with that, that's okay. That's why there are lots of therapists out there um, who are, you know, you know, seek out a third party, right. seek out somebody who can help you get better at that. Absolutely. I think that's such a great point. And, and you use the word, what do I need to do? Because it's mm-hmm. a need. I want to just, I wish I had like a marker that I could just like underscore that because it's not cool. It's if there's something going on or you're checking in with yourself, what do you need based upon whatever thoughts that are going through your head? What do you need to say to yourself? What do you need to do for yourself? It is a need. It's not a want. It's not a desire. You need to do these things for yourself and prioritize. And just for anyone who's, you know, into sports, some of the best boxers who've ever boxed in their careers led with a jab and, and basically empowered. They basically, basically tore down their opponents by simply jabbing them. And so that, that, that to your point, that bruise or that pain in the side or, or that pain over here on the side of their chest or wherever that might be became so unbearable that they got knocked out. Yeah over a yeah. few rounds. So that's to your point, that's exactly what a jab can do to you internally. Um, mm-hmm. and, and it helps to think about it in that vivid way. I've seen boxers literally, um, have internal organs bleeding from jabs, hmm. just, just hmm. repeatedly hitting in that same spot, that same sore spot. Like you said, that trauma, that same sore spot just keeps jabbing at you. Right. And so, and you're just tacking on kind of confirming what, what you think, right? That false narrative. You're just confirming it with that self-talk. See, look, look at me learning that language. Doc, look at me. Circle moment. Um, I love it. I love it. As it was coming, I was like, oh, look at that. No, that was really pretty. And if you haven't listened to that episode, I'm telling you, it's called Shattering False Narratives with Dr. Mel. It aired in August and we re-aired it a couple weeks ago. I promise you, it will bless you. It will absolutely bless you. The, the second tip that we're going to kind of dive into, and as I was talking with Dr. Mel, I didn't know quite how else to say it. She might have another way, but don't overwhelm yourself. Hmm. Oftentimes, even in the uh, career coaching space that I primarily work in, most of the time, it's too much. It's too many things. It's too fast. It's just all over the place. It's overwhelming. And so then ultimately that's where I come into play. It's why I stay employed working with people because I'm able to help them say, okay, let's scale this down and start with A to B. Mm -hmm. Let's get from A to B. And you're going to feel great when you get from A to B. Now that's not going to get you to Z or double Z in some cases. It's not going to get you all the way to Z yet, but you're going to feel great about your progress and you're going to have a clearer head and you're not going to feel overwhelmed because in most cases you're trying to, most people are trying to jump, leave a job, go somewhere else, but you've got to be good where you are. Mm-hmm. So I've got to help you navigate to Z and you're not going to get it there. Like you said, in this microwave society. So don't overwhelm yourself. And if you're setting behavioral change, lifestyle changes for 2024, don't overwhelm yourself. Anytime someone comes to me with the health and fitness, especially health and fitness, and they're like, I want to lose, you know, 75 pounds and why you don't, why do you want to do it? And what, like, where are you at right now? Like to even think that you're going to just up and lose 75 pounds next week. (laughs) How's that going to (laughs) happen? And and if it does, it's probably not going to be good for you. Mm -hmm. That part. So Mm -hmm. what's your thoughts on the don't overwhelm or another way to even say it? Yeah. So I think when I hear that, it's really what comes to mind is keep it simple. Um, I think we can make it we can make it more complicated and we can pile on. And especially as women of color, we often feel like we have to keep piling on Mm. and keep setting more and more goals because we're trying to prove ourselves, make ourselves valuable, make ourselves useful. Um, let us, and I'm thinking specifically sometimes in a workspace, but also just in our families, like, right. To, you know, our worth is sometimes wrapped up in our ability to do. Mm. And so if we want to keep doing and doing and doing, and really what I hear you saying is keep it simple. Like what if we, instead of setting 10 
New Year's resolutions or goals or whatever, can we maybe just do two, one, three, right? But we want to we want to make so many, and then it gets overwhelming, and then we just quit because that's what happens when you get overwhelmed. Right. You're just shut down. Right. Um, but imagine what would happen if you set three goals, three, uh, and I don't and I don't like goals. So let's just say right. intentions, there three intentions for 2024. Right. Improve my lifestyle. Mm-hmm. Um, start a, you know, finally start my new, that side hobby that I've been trying. I've really wanted to learn how to knit. So I'm going to learn how to knit Mm -hmm. and I'm going to spend more time with people I love. Right. And those are like, that's like your theme song, right? It's like your theme song for 2024. And that way with everything you do, if you ground yourself in those three things, you always have something to come back to. And it's also the reason why I really like the idea of intentions, because there is no goal. It isn't like I got to spend, I got to take my kid on five, you know, special trips this year. And then when we only get to three, we're like, oh, I failed. I'm right? not a good mother. <laughs> yes. But if we're just like, I just want, I want my, my intention is to spend more time with my children. So whether that is reading a book to them before they go to bed at night, or taking them to Europe because maybe we can afford it this year, mm-hmm. you're still being grounded in the intention of more time with them. And that's very different than I got to take my kid on five trips. That's good. And I hope everyone's able to apply that to everything. If it's not kids, if it's work, whatever it might be for me, I try to do one new thing healthy lifestyle every year. One new thing. Last year was a 10 K year before that juicing year before that. I can't remember, but I layer it on because I want to maintain it moving forward. So I can't afford to tack on 10 things that I can't sustain that I haven't built into my lifestyle up until the point of about it. I think it was about a year ago. I also had something around financial. I wanted to reduce a household expense every year Hmm. and it got to the point where i was looking around like i can't turn the electricity off so (laughs) i gotta keep it on right but but i literally did that for almost 11 years and you'd be surprised the amount of money i was able to save. but i didn't go say i'm gonna now cut everything all at Mm -hmm. once it was every year i'm gonna find a new bill to attack even if it meant calling my homeowner's insurance, calling around and shopping my homeowner's insurance to see if I could get a better rate. So that can be used across the board. So I think mm. that's a that's a great, great point about one or two intentions. Yeah. One or two intentions. I love that. I love that language. I love that too. Love that language. Hmm. The, other, the other thing, as we kind of wrap up this live and, and we'll be mining the chat for questions, I wanted to share was your past 12 to 24 months equals your now. So we talked about the microwave society wanting everything right now, wanting to get it right now, wanted it to happen right now. Everything is now, now, now. Put it in the air fryer for a few minutes and it's done. Like that's what we want. In our lives, however, your current life, the things that you're currently doing, the all the things that you're capable of doing in your work, how, how you're rocking it out as a doctor, counseling, your side hustle, your career, the position that you hold, whatever that might be. And in some cases, more than 12 to 24 months, it is the sum of the work and the effort that you put into the habits that you've created, the behaviors that you've changed over the past 12 to 24 months. Mm-hmm. That's mm-hmm. how you get here. Mm-hmm. I, I, I'm at the place where I, I was asking you on social media. I was watching one of your, uh, if you're not following Dr. Mel on IG, you absolutely should. I was watching <laughs> one of your workout videos and I was like, looking cause the weight, uh, the weights that you were using the handheld dumbbells, they're very similar to the ones that I use at the gym. I was like, man, those look like 15 pounds. Are they 20 pounds? And I'm all curious, right. About it because mm-hmm. that's part of that, how I'm, 12 to 24 months, I'm not just going to go in the gym and be throwing 50 pound dumbbells around. Right. Right. You'll hurt yourself. You will absolutely (laughs) hurt yourself, especially at this wonderful fine age of 45. That ain't going to work. I'll probably dislocate a shoulder trying to grab a 50 pound. Right. (laughs) But 
past 12 to 24 months, I've been slowly incrementally increasing the dumbbells that I use by about two and a half pounds every three mm-hmm. or four weeks. Mm-hmm. And so now I'm at that 20 pound, right? in two hands and I'm excited mm-hmm. about that. And I plan to be somewhere in the thirties next year. I'm not saying 50, mm-hmm. somewhere in the thirties mm-hmm. and we'll see how it goes. But my, my intention is that it increases. That's yeah. my intention. Mm-hmm. So as long as that's accomplished, I feel like I've won. I feel like I've won. Yeah. Absolutely. So yeah, yeah, when I saw those 20, I was like, okay, all right. She said it was twenties. I'm good. Cause I'm a competitor, right? <laughs> And the way you were slinging, the way you were slinging it, she was doing a, a hammer curl and a clean at the same time. It was actually it was three. It was a it was a it was a, a combo exercise she was doing. I was yeah. like, I was just looking. I was like, okay, all right, I got to get it together. <laughs> I love it though. I love it. I love it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> I love that. I think you know this uh, this idea. Your last twelve to twenty four more months equals your now. This is like the value of of good mindset shifting, y'all, because again, we have been programmed to be a quick fix society. And if you think about um, culture and how we talk about when we're going to achieve goals, everybody's trying to give you the way to get to something faster. Yes. You know, like get a hundred followers on Instagram in five days if you just do this, right? Lose 20 pounds in 10 weeks when you do this. And that's often so appealing to us. And then what happens if you go into somebody's program and you try to do all these things and that isn't your reality? It could be that your body, what I have learned personally about my body is a lot of times the work that I put in the previous six months when I'm working out, I don't see that until six months later. So if I do something today, like if I start lifting heavier and I'm trying to build muscle in my legs and my arms, I'm not going to see the results of that until six months from now. And that, and I could start lifting heavier. I could be consistent, but that's just how my body works. And these one size fits all programs Mm. that don't take into account that we're all individuals are really bad for our mindset. Right? You want to find somebody who is interested. You want to do things that are taking into account who you are as an individual. You want to make sure you are not getting caught up in quick fixes. And you have to understand it's going to take time for you to get where you're trying to get. I saw something recently. I think it was Michael B. Jordan who was talking. And he said, people give up, but right before they're about to get what they're trying to get. That's it. That's it. Right before, like the second, right the minute, before. the mile, the whatever, yeah. right before. Yeah. Like you just, like if you were to just keep running, you know, I don't know if anybody, if, if, yeah, I know you did sports, all right? So like I was a runner yeah. and our coaches were always like, don't, don't slow down right before the finish line, run through it, run as fast as you were running in your race all the way through the finish line, through the chute, when you're like doing a cross country race, because if you stop right before that finish line, you've missed it. You've missed your opportunity at personal record. You've missed your opportunity to, to, to actually finish your race. You have to keep going because you just don't know when you're about to get what you're about to get. And so if we're really focusing on behavior change, lifestyle change, right? I'm going to keep doing this thing. You're going to get your rewards. You're going to see what you're, yeah, it's coming. It's coming. It's almost, it's almost automatic. It's almost guaranteed. If you're putting it in the pipeline, it's going to come out, but you can't quit. Right. Mm -hmm. And that, that literally, before we could even get to it, if it's important, don't stop. That's why if we go back to the first slide, it's about why do you want this? If it's important, don't ever give up on it. Don't ever stop. For those that are parents out there, you'd never stop raising your kids because it's important. <laughs> you're gonna keep doing it. Mm-hmm. You're gonna keep you're gonna make sure they have food and make sure they have water. Mm-hmm. You're not gonna stop because you it is important. You care about them. So if it's something, and for me, it, just to go back to the story I started with, my healthy lifestyle, it became about a lifestyle and not I just need to trim these pounds so I can get in these clothes. Yeah. And therefore, because it was important, 
and I'm going to confess, I've had cheat days. I've had, yeah. I had to take a week off at one point, right? I've had days where I, man, especially, especially in women, we're going to talk here. I, I know there's a bunch of women. If, 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 if I'm pre-cycle or that cycle week, sometimes that destroys me. <laughs> it destroys all my energy. I have to take naps. I have to do all this stuff just to even get the little bit of work that I'm going to get done, let alone work out. So I'm not saying by perfect by any stretch, but because it's important, I'm back to it the next day. Mm -hmm. I'm back committed to it the next day. So whatever you do, if it's important, and that's why that first slide is so important because you have to understand why you want it and why is it important to you. But if it is, just don't stop. That quote uh, or that what you heard from Michael B. Jordan is, is spot on, spot mm -hmm. on. I've seen people... It's in my career, when I was working in corporate America, be literally not even knowing that they're up for a promotion, the promotion that they wanted, mm -hmm. the the compensation that they like, everything they said they wanted, and literally quit like within weeks of getting it, hmm. because they did, weren't communicating, and and we're just getting all the ducks in the row, right? You know, HR has got to get their ducks in a row. Everybody's got to get their ducks in a row to make all that happen before we make the official announcement and they quit. I mean, just, just before, mm -hmm. just before it happens, you know, I, sometimes out of frustration, but you know, communicate is what I would say there. Amen. <laughs> communicate. Amen. <laughs> but don't stop. Amen. Don't stop. Yeah. Don't give up on yourself. Don't give up on what you said you wanted. Right. And I, I think those commitments I was reading somewhere, I'm not going to be able to recall it, um, how important it is when we make commitments to ourselves to stick to them and what that does for us mentally, but also how much damage it does when we say, I'm going to do this and I really want to do this for myself. And then it doesn't happen. It's probably similar to those jabs of self-talk. Mm. It's very similar to that because you've let yourself down. Right. Even though you didn't do it, you've let yourself down and then it becomes easier. And then now I start feeling some type of way about myself mm -hmm. like that. Maybe I'm not that good or maybe I'm not good enough or mm. I, I don't deserve that. Why should I get? So all of that stuff will start to creep in because just because you maybe let go of a small commitment that you made to yourself. So if it's important to you, don't stop. So what, what are the final words do you have as we wrap up? I know we're about a couple minutes over, but I just want to give you the floor for anything that you'd love to share with anyone. And I'm, I'm minding the chat. I don't see any questions as of yet on LinkedIn or uh, on YouTube, but if you leave them post and you're watching on the replay, we'll be sure to answer them. Don't worry. Your questions will get answered, but I want to give you a moment or two. If you had any final thoughts, Dr. Mel. Yeah, um, I, I really love that final quote. If it's important to you, don't stop. Um, and I and I think it's something we have to remind ourselves of um, all the time, right? We, it, it's, it's hard, right? You're gonna literally have highs and lows. You're gonna have mountains and valleys. That is life, yes. right? When you are trying to make changes, when you are trying to do things, when you are, and I'm a big fan of this, when we're trying to do things outside of the box, outside of the mm -hmm. norm, when we're trying to be disruptors, right? That That's even harder. Yes, because, that's good. <laughs> yeah, like it's, that's not an easy thing to do. And I, and I love to disrupt the status quo, but it also means that maybe the journey is gonna be a little bit more rocky, but if it's important to you, right? Don't stop. And if you need support, seek it out. It's 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 why you need to make sure that and and you talked about this, Jamila, right? That you have accountability, that you have support systems, you have people around you who are rooting for your intentions and your changes. And and we didn't necessarily get to that, but this idea right. that cool. I gotta have the people in my corner that actually are rooting for me. They don't they don't want me to fail. They want me to succeed. And when people want you to succeed, they will they will help you get to where you're trying to go. Absolutely. Oh, that's good. And and it's not just pe any people. It's the people that yeah. want to see you win. Yeah. That are going to champion you, that are going to celebrate you, that are going to cheer you on, that are going to tough love and say, "Hey, come on, let's go. Let's get it. We got to get this done." 
We got to make this happen. This is going to be amazing when it does. And if those aren't, let's change those out. This is a good time to reflect and change out those Mm. individuals that may not, that are occupying space in your life that probably shouldn't be occupying space in your life. Because telling you, as I said (laughs) earlier, we were put on this earth to be in community. And so we thrive in that space, but it can also tear us down if we're not careful. And so everything that you want, everything that you're looking to accomplish, every behavior change, the studies show that if more often than not, if someone smokes, uh, your your spouse smokes, you're going to be a smoker. Doesn't, it's not a hundred percent, but, but that's the environment you're in. So it's more likely that you will. And (laughs) if not, it'll be secondhand smoke. my father was a smoker most of his life and my mom didn't smoke ironically enough. Right. So she was an exception to the rule, but I believe about seven years ago when she was doing a medical exam, the doctor said, Hey, did you smoke? <laughs> because they could tell based upon all the secondhand smoke that she had inhaled most of her life. Cause they'd been together since they were 16, that that's the environment she was in. And I'm using this example to say, you can get the effects of what someone mm-hmm. else is doing, even if you don't do it and it can mm-hmm. impact your life. Um, and when she, when she told us as you know, you know, that's my dad. Like, so you can't really say too much about my dad and <laughs> not get sporty. Let me be clear, including my mom. But I was like, man, that's, I was like, man, that's messed up. Yeah, that is. <laughs> That's messed up yeah. that, that you have now, like you're, you have a marker based upon something that you didn't even do. Mm-hmm. Right. So that, that community that's around you, don't let them mark you. Don't let them impact you in a way that's preventing you from having and doing the things that you want to do in your life. Yeah. It's not worth it. Cause you know, God rest my dad's soul. If he was still here, man, I'd have some choice words for him. Let me just say that. <laughs> That's my mom too. I'm very protective there too. Right. But I just use that graphic example because I think it's so important to understand how, how impactful your environment can be. So we have gone a few minutes over, but I truly, truly, truly hope that this has blessed you, that this helps you to think about what you plan to do in 2024 and the behaviors that you look to change in your life personally, Mm -hmm. professionally, health-wise, even emotionally, whatever that might be. I hope this helps you. Rewind. Take a few notes. There were some incredible sound bites, some incredible quotes. Dr. Mel is phenomenal. And I tell you, I'm going to always look for ways, always look for ways, as long as I'm in this business of getting on here talking, to interact with Dr. Mel and have her back on. Absolutely. I I was telling my co-founders earlier, because initially this series was supposed to just be us as individuals presenting. And I told him, I was like, I needed a way to get back online and get back in an interview setting with Dr. Mel. So that's why I invited her. So I appreciate you. You bless me every time we're together virtually and we've never met and you're in one part of the country and I'm in another. And it truly, truly blesses me. And it, you plant seeds is probably the best way I can say that you plant Mm. the wisdom every time we connect and i hope it's doing that for you all listening tonight and those seeds are continuing to get watered in my life and helping me flourish and get better at the things that i'm doing for this audience as well as for myself personally which is the biggest win of all so i appreciate you like none other and i'm already thinking about how i can connect with you again and we can at some point meet together uh in person as well so it's on the list so if you if you're on linkedin right now be sure you connect with Dr. Mel. It's going to be Melissa Robinson Brown. And honestly, until I uh, looked at your profile to do this slide, I did not realize that you're, I'm assuming your married name is Brown. Yes. So we're yes. family, officially. <laughs> we're family. We are. Officially, we're family. I tell your husband, I love him. Thank you for making us family, right? Because I've always felt this connection with you. And now I know, hey, we're blood wow. now. Yeah. <laughs> so be sure you connect with Melissa Robinson Brown on LinkedIn and myself, if you're not already. And Hey, if you got questions you want to ask directly, hit us up in the DMS. We're here for that. Yeah. And if you leave a comment from a replay standpoint, we're going to be sure to answer it. And we want to wish yeah. you all the best 
close out this year. It's 2024, in my opinion, starts right now. Close this year strong. Don't wait till the first. Go ahead and implement that behavior change, that intention that mm-hmm. you have for yourself right now. Get a running start. And then, like Dr. Mel said, go through the finish line. Go through the yeah. finish line. So thank you so much, Dr. Mel, for being You're with welcome. me here tonight. I can't wait till the next time we get to do this. And I appreciate you. I really do. Thank you. Thank you so much. I'm shouting out because I can see your name, Charlene and Oracle Christina. You are so welcome. Thank you for being on this part of the chat that I can see. And to everybody else out there who um, is watching, I, Jamila, I just, I absolutely love again, being in space with you. So I think this is really just the beginning of many, many more times where we get to come together and and bless our audiences. So thank you so much for inviting me tonight. And I'm looking forward to all of the future things in 2024. Awesome. You guys have an incredible night. And like I end every episode, I love you and we'll see you soon. We have so many hacks to share. So if you haven't already subscribed, you can do that now. And don't forget to leave a review. And if you take a snapshot of your review and send it to us on Instagram, we will send you a premium course that usually sells for $57. We're truly grateful for your reviews as they play a vital role in helping us spread our mission of sharing these invaluable career hacks with the world. Thank you.